Okay, we are Malachim Aleph, Peret Zion, Pasuk Mem. And what we are going to do just in the last 10 or so Pesukim in Peret Zion is a restatement of the work that Hiram of Tyre did, not to be confused with King Hiram of Tyre. Hiram, this Hiram was a Jewish person from the tribe of Dun who lived in Tyre, who was a master craftsman in Nechoshes. He was just brilliant in what he did, and he was sort of the B'Tzalel counterpart in the Beis HaMikdash. So let's just go over what he did. Bayas Kiron as HaKiros. He made the Kiros of basins that we use for removing of blood. Beis HaMizrakos. Yehirim, rather. Yehirim, these are rakes, the Yehirim that they used to the, um, clean the top of the Mizbeach from the residue of ashes. Uh, and by, um, as Hamizrakos are the bowls that they poured the blood in, and then they would dump the blood onto the side of the Mizbeach. As Hamachonot, um, Wait, Amudim Shaim. So what he did, what we saw, was of course those two pillars, the Amudim Shaim, the two bowls of the um, things that were on top of the pillars. You remember he uh, put those ornate pillars on top, and the networks of things on top with the um, ornamentation and pasuk membeis v'sharimoni marbameos l'shtei hashrachot. The 400 pomegranates, 200 remolim l'shracha echas, l'chasos ha'shtei goyos ha'chasoros asher al-penei al-medim, that covered the crowns that were on the top. There were pillars with ornate crowns. And the es ha'machonot, aser, the 10 basins that were on 10 lavers. In other words, they had 10 separate lavers that the kohanim would wash their hands on. They were mobile. Achar yom echad. And the uh, sea, the sea is the Sea of Shlomo, which was this giant circumference mikvah that they had, which was on 12 oxen, ornamental oxen, but they weren't just ornamental, they were pipes that drained uh, the mikvah. Moreover, there's Hasiros, there's Iyayim, there's all of these kalim were made with Nechoshes, because that was his specialty, a very bright Nechoshes. So precious and ornate were these uh, kalim that they had to be first cast in a mold of clay. And it had to be so careful with the clay, it had to be only a certain kind of soft clay, almost underground. And the only place it could be done was in the plain of Jordan. The Kikar Yardin were the exact condition, Yotzkam HaMelech, that the king himself did this, just laid the molds and then poured the, the clay into it that would give those vessels their special qualities. And he made all the kalim, the mizbeach of gold, the shulchan was, that was on top was gold, 
lechem haponim zohab, the thing that held the, the table, that held the lechem haponim, was gold. There's haminoros chomesh miyomim chomesh small, ten to the right, ten to the left, and you also had the menorah, uh, that was from the Mishkan, which would make 11. L'tnei hadvir zahav, so it was all made of fine gold, ba'perech, ba'haneros, ba'melochim zahav, and also all the flowers and the lamps, etc., pure gold. V'hasipos, v'hamizamros, the bowls, the instruments, v'hakapos, the spoons, the matichos, the censers, again, all gold. And for all that, um, etc., all the doors of the Mizbeah, gold. So, Vatishlan Kol Hamalacha Asher Osa Hamalach Shlomo Beis Hashem. Now the work is finished that Shlomo did. And Shlomo brought in now, Bayavi Shlomo as Kotche David or Vives HaKesef, Vesasohov, Vesakalim, Nasan Baotsros Space Hashem. And that which David had given him, the gold, the silver, and the Kalim, he put into the treasuries of the Beis HaMetro. So let's talk about that for a second. We know that in David's last years, notwithstanding that he was told he was not to build the base on Mikdash. He supervised all the preparations in his mind. He got the gold. He got the silver. He got the kalim. They say he drew up the plans in the Horsham say for the rotation of Kohanim in the base on Mikdash. Every single detail he passed on to Shlomo. So, why doesn't Shlomo use these kalim? Why does he go and make his own kalim? And the Mephoshim give basically three reasons, very interesting reasons. One, that um, these were Kalim that came, Shlomo felt, at the expense of B'nai Yisrael. Not in a pejorative way, but they came at the time that those three years of famine, you will recall. And that it, it felt, Shlomo felt that instead of using that money to buy these lavish kalim, uh, it should have been used for the famine, to offset the famine. Two was that Shlomo was able to foretell that these things would be destroyed, that the base Hamikdash would be destroyed, and the looters of the temple would say, we're entitled to all this. This comes from King David. Where do you think he got them from? From looting our battles with Ammon and Moab and the Plishtim. So therefore, they're ours. Shlomo did not want that. Where that they would say, it's David's Kalim, it's David's gold. We are going to take it because he took it from us. Thirdly, Shlomo might have been very convinced of the Kodesh Baruch argument that he was not to build the temple, David. As painful as it was, there is a valid reason because David's hands were bloodied by war and the Kaddish Baruch did not want that. So well, what the, do you mean that Shlomo is convinced? How Shlomo is not going to dis- disagree, right? With what? With something... Well, you think this of his father, his father's covered, yeah. that he's rejecting it. And he's saying that, you know, the truth is, maybe he didn't, shouldn't have given all those kalim. He had no business. Because Kaddish Baruch didn't want him to build it. At the end, the Kaddish Baruch didn't want to build it. So now, that concludes 
Perik Zion. Perik Ches is a beautiful 61 sentence description of the biggest day of the history up to that point, the dedication of the Bayes Rishon. It's filled with Maporshim, Midrashim, and Agadatza that's just absolutely beautiful. But rather than start at the actual text today, let me close it up because this is a Gemara that I learned together with you that ends that era and begins the next year and prepares us for going into Perakhes again leisurely. The Gemara is from Shabbos, Daf Lamed uh, A, Daf Lamed Amud A, and it begins with the uh, following. Let me read it to you. Kishabona Shlomo was Beis Hamikdash. When he built the Beis Hamikdash, Bikesh Lahachnis Aron Leves Kotche Kedoshim. Now was the time to bring the Aron into the Kotche Kedoshim. Dovkush Orim Zebazed. The gates of the Kodesh Kedoshim like clung to each other and you couldn't open them. Armar Shlomo Esrim Arba Renonos. Shlomo recited 24 Tfilos, 24 songs of Tfilos below Nene. The gates remain closed. Pasach Omar, now he begins and recites the following. Sushaorim Roshechem, Vihinosu Pisre Olam, Vyobo Melech Hakavo. Raise up you gates, be uplifted your entrances, so that the King of Glory, the Melech Hakavo, can enter. Rahatu Kasre Lemichlo. Upon hearing this, the gates absolutely were going to swallow him. Amru Who are you describing when you say Melech HaKabod? Is it yourself? Is this some self-praise that enters the Melech HaKabod? Shlomo replies, Zet Izuz No, it's not me, it's Hashem. Izuz Begibor, the Almighty. Chazav Amar, and then he went back to Sha'arim Roshechem, who saw Pisre Olam, the Yavo Melech HaKavod, me who Zem Melech HaKavod, Tzvaos who Melech HaKavod. So he revises it to show them he's not self referential in who the Melech HaKavod is, but he means the Kodesh Baruch Hu. Notwithstanding this, Lo he is not answered. The gates stay closed. However, Kevan Shamar Hashem Elokechem Al Toshe Bene Mishikecha Zichra Lachaste David Abdecha. And then he says, Hashem, don't turn away um, the face of your anointed one. That's remember Chaste David. Remember the tzidkas, the pieties of David your servant. Miyad Nene. Immediately now the gates open. But Osa Shah Nefhu Pinay Kol Sone David Kishule Kadeira. At that moment the faces of David's enemies turned dark, like a bottom of a pot, blackened with humiliation. Because why? Biyadu Kola Um Bachoy Yisrael Shemmachal Lo Hakadosh Baruch Hu Al Osa Ha'Ovon. At that moment. Every nation 
all of Israel as well, knew that the Kaddish Baruch Hu had given David complete kapara for that Avera with Bathsheba. So when Shlomo spoke, he said, I praise the dead who have already died. In other words, he's referring to King David. So this closes the chapter on this terrible sin, and it was a sin with Bathsheba that haunts David all of his life, and that even to this point followed Shlomo. Just one point. They were saying, we're going to see tomorrow that there's a delay from the time that Shlomo completes the um, Mishkan, uh, sorry, the Mishkan Mikdash, which is in Cheshvan, and he doesn't open it until uh, Tishrei. There's an 11 month gap, and the people, and Mephoshim say the people were saying, sure, Kaddish Baruch who doesn't want his temple, he's the son of Bathsheba, or certainly it's rejected, there's no Shekhinah here. This ends that debate once and for all, that there is the Shekhinah, and now, there is nothing left to do but to bring in that Aram that has been wandering from place to place to its permanent home and opening probably one, if not the most glorious chapters in all our history tomorrow morning, 845.